The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon. This is my companion, Russell McGee, here back with you again. Yes, indeed. This series of Old Space Show follows the semi-antastic adventures of Galen and his two astronaut pals as they wade their way through the futuristic Earth in the short-lived television version of Planet of the Apes. Today, we discuss the fifth episode, The Legacy. Burke and Verdon discover a holographic message from scientists from their own time, which might help them find out what happened to their world while they're exploring the ruins of Oakland. Go Raiders! Oh, they don't live there. They don't work. They don't play there anymore. Um, Ace! The Maze! Whatever happened to Ace? They're still playing ball over here. All right. Uh, I don't know why I went to like old school New York, 1940s Brooklyn movie person. Joe Pesci there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But this one is directed by Bernard McGavity? McGavity? Bernie, Bernie, yes. Written by Robert Hammer and starring Roddy McDowell, Ron Harper, James Naughton, Mark Leonard, Booth Coleman, Zena Bethune, Jackie Earl Haley, yes, him, and Robert Phillips. So, let's start with our director, McAveedy. Two episodes of this he directs. Uh, He was the assistant, okay, his assistant directing career, legit. Uh, Assistant director on White Christmas, the Michael Curtiz film. The Trouble with Harry, the Alfred Hitchcock film, and The Return of Dracula. He did assistant directing on. But his directing is your typical Western TV of this era. Your Virginian, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, lots of those. But he also does Policewoman, A-Team, Knight Rider, Simon and Simon, and uh, Rockford Files, and Buck Rogers. So sci-fi credits check that so that's our director here but i was like i was looking i was like okay tv tv i'm like well, what's the assistant director i'm like oh hitchcock okay <laughs> twiggy, 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 twiggy. that's one i like that's the one with shirley mclean and uh where they're trying to like hide that dead body and i think that's a yeah. one of his under underappreciated ones it actually comes on uh 4k ultra hd this month russell that this episode I saw that but they're also going to be going mm-hmm. ahead and releasing all of the like mainstay yeah so there should be a volume three the next year that finishes out that old blu-ray set which very excited hitchcock always every time there's a format change i'm like where's my hitchcock give me my hitchcock and i love director collecting sets like i'm always like into those you know you you, people like their film franchise sets but i get like a box set of like fellini or something like like all his films together that's a genre in itself so that's good stuff. Hammer, our writer, he wrote Maverick, Fugitive, Lost in Space. He did Mission Impossible, 
Mr. Mission Impossible, one episode for the original series and one episode for the 80s revamp. Mm. He wrote uh, the Lorenzo Lamas show, wrote a couple episodes of Renegade, but he created SWAT, that TV show. So he's here. Like they, they've, I mean, granted, this is probably like if you look at every 70s TV show, because it seems to be like a pass around of people, but you know, they're working on everything and then you run into the creator of one, but he's also writing for like eight other shows while he's creating the one. It's where I guess if time to be a television writer then probably didn't pay very good, but got a lot under your belt. And then, you know, later down the road, if something was geeky, you can find yourself having a fandom at a convention. Who knows? Our notable guest star here, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, we know who he is, but you know, he's a child actor. Um, this is his second year in the business just starting to break out. And two years later, would be Bad News Bears for him. And uh, close, of course, he closes the decade out with Breaking Away, which he would star in the TV series that tried to spin off of that in the 80s as well. Breaking Away, another little Indiana nod there. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Which we've covered on the show last year. We did that movie. Um, oh, very cool. Um, had Carl from PopCon. He picked out. Oh, yeah. He wanted, yeah, to, yeah. Talk, he wanted to talk about that one because he's got a little familial history connected to some of the true story stuff from breaking away as well so this one uh we have another city in the rubble oakland uh i love it but is this the same one from the trap kind of feels i was like looking yeah, at like, it, yeah. i did not look as to, to see like where the location was as far as that goes they mm-hmm. did say something about it being again reused like for some other sets for popular shows at the time mm-hmm. yeah um the big thing that I talked to you about beforehand was the surprise for me was the castle set, which turned out to actually be from Mel Brooks, um, young Frankenstein yeah. of all places. Looks so looks different in color. It works, yeah. but it's funny. I mean, once I got, once I back up pointed out, cause I saw it as I was watching the episode, I found that note and I was like, Oh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. 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 I see the, it. Yeah. The stairs and everything, you'll totally recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's a, it's cool stuff. Um, the set, yeah, the sets here do feel different than what we've seen before. I like the big vault. That's very cool. We've got an interesting story. We get a, like a, a hologram guy. The, mm-hmm. They find a projection about possibly the secret to what happened to humanity here before the time of the apes. And, Nice setup too, with that information being uh, potentially like sparsed out over like multiple cities. Mm-hmm. And that that could be something that could come back later. Yeah, I kind of I wanted to ask. I was like, you know, there's knowledge hidden within vaults throughout the United States. But I'm like, yeah. did we just kind of repilot the show here with a different agenda, or maybe give it the season arc rather than the overall? But. Um, I was like, oh, this is, well, this is a direction to go. This is, this is cool. I, I like that. Yeah, it, it definitely felt like they had a little more purpose here. Here, And they, all, they revisited the idea of going back to um, the astronaut's family again and using that as part of the arc um, for this story. And uh, actually, Zayas comes back. Zayas yeah, comes Zayas back returns. since the very first episode. Right, so. yeah. We have an orangutan back again. We were talking about that the other day. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was interesting because again, I think they did a better job in this episode with the emotional development of like having that tie to his dead wife and son, 
And I think that worked a lot better here than it did in the earlier episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, I mean, it was right up in there in this episode. We had uh, a familial unit that has to, he has to slowly realize into his role in the familial unit, remember what it's like, uh, gets emotional attachment. Uh, Same with, you know, Jackie Earl Haley and his uh, his sister, I believe, right? Or, and yeah, they're kind of, it's, Kind of a stuck trapped episode again, but this one yeah. kind of has good. It has good enough. It has an arc. It has an arc with like an emotional level of stakes. Good characters, work scenes, background of one of our characters. Uh, they they give the science stuff to Galen and Naughton to do um, with that to just give something to cut away from. That's not gorillas and talking about we're gonna get them. Oh, so yeah, they really. This I I like this one. I thought it was a step up than what from what we've seen since the pilot. Well, and even like you were just talking about with uh, Galen, um, the thing there is that they also gave them something to do in that they mm-hmm. had to like build the battery to be able to power the the, the hologram to actually then essentially get directions to right. know where to go. Mm-hmm. So, like, they actually gave objectives where it was, like, there were stakes in this episode where we haven't always had that in the same way. Yeah, sets that felt special. They didn't feel like they just walked off. I mean, granted, they're reusing stuff, but you get a castle that looks like this and stuff. It, it kind of works, and it adds it adds weight to scenes because there's that big foyer fireplace scene that kind of is like a key for family yeah. units and, and things for their conversations. And it it's working. Like I'm suddenly Ron Harper's character, Ron Harper, he doesn't feel just generic astronaut wants to get home, feels for the plot. You actually he feels like a, a fully fledged person now. Granted, it's episode five. I should have felt this already, <laughs> but there's there's more to him. Uh you can see what he could do. There's human connection, uh, rather than just cold mission oriented plot oriented stuff uh with him um and you get not showing more scientific stuff when he's been kind of more brute with a lot of these plots as well um he took more interest in in it this time whereas he's been dismissive of mm-hmm. them finding any artifacts in the past or he's been yeah. told everything before rather than being proactive yeah right yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh very interesting that uh Jackie Hurl Haley of course has his problems of being, you know, a child not knowing consequences of things and controlling your anger and he he uh the episode he gets mad at um I keep calling him Ron Harper, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but his um his name is Alan and he so he gets mad at Alan and then he immediately goes to the gorillas and tells like, got the guy in there, and then there's immediate regret. And the sister can kind of see through all this and knows what's going on. It's like, and he can find you out. Like, the other piece of information there is that he, Alan, was actually making a model airplane for him. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was like the, the kid took it and stole it and then destroyed the plane, not realizing that Alan was actually making it for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that so that builds right into what you were just talking about, as far as then he runs off and goes and tells the gorillas after that because they have that blow up. Right, 
Right. And then uh, they end up finding the full message. They, you know, they escape and uh, right. Zayas is Zayas as we know him again. And he's like, get rid of all this. Destroy it. Destroy it. He's like, what? We could learn. It's like, you don't want to learn from this. You don't want people learning from that. Like, there's a pretty solid little speech about why I don't, you know, it, it pisses you off because you're like, you're hiding the truth. You're destroying the truth. But it's like, as the villain, it's good stuff coming out of him that makes sense as a villain as to why they would continue. It's an expansion of Zeus from the movies. It almost feels like this time. There was also a nice moment with Zeus earlier in the episode where he um, actually got Orko to stand down as far as going ahead and killing Alan. And that was his original plan. But like mm-hmm. he developed the whole more complex idea of trying to trap him to be right. able to get the information and very much more Zeus as far as that we know from the films. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't just like, a, you know, dusted off redone version is this is yeah going to be this is showing what we how we can use him in the tv show a bit more effective and not abusing him either it's not like every episode like all right gorillas here's what we got you know or gorilla (laughs) reports to to zayas he's you know they've got to travel to get places and it's not quick but uh yeah it yeah this one this works for me they they uh, end up dropping. They don't keep the family unit together. They drop them at like a brother's house or farm or something at the end. Yeah, it's own. the the brother of her dead husband is what I remember. Okay, yeah. And there's a there's a great line there from Alan when he says uh, when we say goodbye to Jackie Earl Haley. He says there are two times when you shake hands when uh, when strangers meet and when friends say goodbye. And I was like. Okay, 70s sci-fi television show that's a <laughs> spin-off of Play of the Apes. Well done. That's I like that line. I like that. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's it's simple but deep. And then you think about it, you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I I hope my listeners are like, what an idiot. But I, it really I like that line. I was like, <laughs> that's good. It's not a rip-off of anything else. I haven't heard something like that before. I was like, all right, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll take it. And I'm going to butcher this because I'm paraphrasing, but Galen also had a really good line down when they're in um, and had actually gotten to the archive where he says something to the effect of man had all of this knowledge and Mm -hmm. yet they couldn't do anything with it or this is what they've done with it. Um, But it was it was just it was interesting to see his perspective on mankind again with how much we had been able to accomplish and then where we had fallen yeah yeah no totally totally this is a good one from the hammer (laughs) the robert hammer cranking them out real good here all right yeah i I like this one i I, I promise i feel like the 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 pilot was fine but then the next three were like well i've seen this done on other shows before so this felt so you know this isn't like groundbreaking but i was like okay this is this is the kind of direction it's kind of giving it its own thing uh now so the only other and this is just a small aside even compared to everything else we've already talked about but like the other thing that struck me is like what we're with the city set this time they actually were using the the abandoned sewer systems which we've not seen that before mm-hmm. so it was it was interesting because they used that as a device to get ahead of the apes and to be able to get um, to the railway system faster because they could navigate things quicker than going through the abandoned structures. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
That makes sense. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, well, it's time to take our stinking paws off this damn dirty episode. Russell, thank you as always. Until next time, where can people keep up with you? You can keep up with me at uh, indianapublicmedia.org, where I work for WTIU and WFIU, and also at bigfinishproductions.com, where I work on their Doctor Who audio uh, stories. Specifically, I work on the Gallifrey series for them and have done for four years, going on five now. So hope you'll check that out. All right. Uh... Thank you. Hashtag strangers shake, apes shake. Hashtag Michael got the Morse code. Oh, uh, <laughs> awesome. And I'm on Twitter, Insta, and Instagram at Braden4KUHD. Written work at whysoblue.com. There's more from the Brad Peters show this week, but from Old Space. It's a madhouse! Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.